1: Uh, 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 come on. sicker than your average. Pop a twist,
2: cabbage or instinct. Don't think shit think pink gators By Detroit players Tim's for my games in Brooklyn Dead right. right, if they head right Biggie there, night. Papa been school since days of under rules Never lose, never choose to Bruise, cruise who? Do something to us Come on. Talk, go through do us it. Girls yeah. to us Wanna do us Screw us, who us? Yeah, Papa and Pop <laughs> Close like Starsky and Hutch Stick to clutch Yeah, I squeeze three At your cherry M3
1: Bang every MC Take easily Take that, easily. Take that. Uh-huh. Recently recently Niggas frontin', ain't saying nothin', so I just speak my peace, keep on,
2: my man. peace, Cubans with the Jesus peace, with you, my man. peace, packing, askin', who want it,
0: Detroit nigga flaunt it, that Brooklyn bullshit, we on it. it. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I Guess is why they're broken, you're so mean Biggie, biggie, piggy, can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I Guess is why they're broken, you're so I, I
1: put Hosey and why on to DKNY
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Chairshot Radio Network, you are listening to PC and platt my name is pc tunny i am your podcast jedi and i am joined as always as always by my partner in crime he is an mvp his mama made him mash his m&ms it's
2: christopher platt greetings and salutations mr commissioner greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome to be back here for the second edition of pc and platt that's what we're calling it right yeah yeah, I still like PCP. Uh, that one's still—we'll Just p- we'll put a pin in that for right now, man. We'll, but uh, all jokes aside, though, uh, today marks the—I believe the 26th anniversary of the untimely death of Notorious Big. R.I.P. to him. Uh, we wanted to pay him a little homage at the start of the show, and we did that. So R.I.P., uh, we truly lost a great one on this day, and it's crazy, Tony, that it's been 26 years. I mean, I know we're old, Tony, but goddamn, we're like— we're. Bro, we're closer to AARP than we are our 21st birthdays. That's just crazy.
3: Well, yeah, you're having a kid.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, the dreams do come true, man. It's going to be like uh, I'm going to be 80 years old at the high school graduation.
3: <laughs> Listen, you're having a kid. I spent more money than I would ever thought I'd spend on a phone, but here we are.
2: Hey, let me tell you something, though, man. Don't tell me that words aren't powerful, okay? For years, I think I've told you this story before, but it bears repeating. For years, literally years, Tony, whenever somebody would ask me if I had kids, this goes back to me being in my early to mid-20s. I would always make the exact same joke, and I'm just bullshit. I would make the exact same joke. I'd say, oh, I'm going to wait till I'm 40 to have kids. And that sure way enough. I got to hang around – yeah, that way I got to hang around till I'm 80 to make sure my kids are all right. Spend a hot 20 with my grandkids, get out of here at 100. It. And it sure shit stinks, man. Technically, I'll be 41 when he pops out, but I was 41 when he was conceived and when we knew he was here. So, motherfucker.
3: Turn on Sports Center.
2: Hurry up. Hurry. You're going to miss it. I'm coming. I'm coming. That's part of the interruption, sir. Oh, Will Ferrell. I
3: did not see that. Will Farrell donned his Tropics uniform and warmed up with the Warriors last night.
2: <laughs> so technically, that's Jackie Moon. That ain't even Will Farrell. Uh,
3: sure, sure. That's hilarious. That is friggin' Easy hilarious. Days. All right. Anyway, uh, we got a packed show for you folks today. Um, we both went and saw the Batman. Uh, we got NFL players getting suspended for... Good boy, seems like idiotic (laughs) reasons. Uh, Not that they're suspended, but that they did what they did, that he did what he did. Uh, The QB uh, carousel has been started with Aaron Rodgers making his decision. And maybe we'll get to some NBA and college notes this week, Christopher. Anything interesting happened to you that we need to get to before uh, the show starts? I went out and bought the brand-new iPhone 13 mini. Uh, It's a nice phone. I've had it for about a day now.
2: Well, congratulations. I'm not going to bore the listeners with the uh, minutia and mundane things that happen in my life that may be big deals to me, but nothing that anybody else would want to hear about. So, no, Tony, but thank you for asking. Stay classy. And speaking of staying classy, a great way to class the joining up a little bit Add a little sophistication to your situation is by going to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t shirt. We literally have something for everybody. Don't forget the newest, hottest, off the presses. I know it's not a word, but I don't give a shit. Nefarious means if you don't know, now, you know, Ninja, you know, shout out to Notorious Big. Hashtag journalism, save tag team wrestling, and many, many other cool designs. Make sure you get it soft style, fellas. That's the only time that's acceptable. Ask you ladies. Shit, or your fellas in that case, you know. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Not only will you be making yourself more aesthetically pleasing, You'll be supporting the movement known as ChairShot.com. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Chairshot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please.
3: Thanks, Chris. Everybody, you're listening to PC and Platt on the ChairShot Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. That was better than last week, eh? No, I'm Batman
2: Welcome back, PC
3: and Platt. Here, Shot Radio Network, all up in your earballs. Cristobal, you and I both had a chance to see the Batman. If you didn't listen to Bandwagon Nerds, I will chime in with my sentiments on the movie after Chris gets to go first. I mean, I went with Aesop. Uh We got there and sat down before maybe about three minutes before the the preview started.
2: Um, did he put it? Did he put his hand in your popcorn?
3: i offered him popcorn and he, and he declined he got a soda he said he stopped at mcdonald's because his blood sugar was low beforehand so he had just eaten so i went with the mountain dew and a, and a small mountain dew and a small popcorn and sure enough an hour into the movie i had to piss so i held my i held it for two hours and then took one of the longest you know uh what is it revenge of the nerds or nerds which one ever when he, he goes in and pees in the bathroom for like four minutes
2: um, I'm thinking naked gun cause they, they Is did a, a similar gag okay. in that one too. Yeah. And he was mic'd up during the, they mm. had some sort of press conference. He was mic'd up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, my, uh, my, my bathroom habits, uh, aside and poor decisions, <laughs> um, Mountain Dew wise, what were your thoughts and how was your experience? I'm taking it You and Amber went together.
2: Yes, we did. We went Saturday morning. Uh, I'm curious to see what you, you said, man, because I, I purposely, didn't ask you your thoughts on this movie because I figured we'd talk about it on this show today. And sure. just pulling the curtain bag, you and I we talk damn near every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, so I I purposely put that out or you know, didn't want to do that. Um, let me start off by saying that I thought it was well, let me say this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Batman, that's my guy. Like when it when it comes to my pantheon, my personal pantheon of favorite superheroes, Batman and Spider Man, they're one and one A in my book probably Wolverine would probably be number three. So, yeah, but Batman, yeah, that's my guy. So anytime you tell me there's a new Batman out, I don't give a damn who it is. I don't care what the storyline is. I don't care who directs it, who wrote it. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to check it out. And obviously, this was no exception. I like how it went back to the roots of the character, because, I mean, at its core, Batman is a detective. If you go back and read the earliest comic books, as a matter of fact, I think they... Constantly referred to him as the world's greatest detective. Everybody played their parts well. Pattinson was a phenomenal Batman. Can't really speak to his Bruce Wayne because Bruce wasn't really a character in this story, you know. Bruce was kind of a MacGuffin in this story, but that's neither here nor there. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Happy that there was a Batman movie that was actually about Batman, which, if you go back through most of the movies. Typically, Batman, the movies don't be about Batman. Batman is typically not the main character in the Batman movies, if you run the list down. And we could do that later if you want to. Everybody looked good. I liked the writing. I liked the feel of it. It was a almost like a, a, a film, a new age film noir. Like, I, I felt like this was seven, but with Batman. But, all that being said, it was way too long. I did not need two hours and 56 minutes of this movie. I mean, I fell asleep twice in the theater and woke up and didn't miss anything like I had not missed any crucial plot points. So that lets you know they could have trimmed a little fat in there somewhere. Right. It was just it was OK. Not the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Certainly not the worst. Shout out to Clooney. It was all right. that, that You know, just that that was it. It was I. Right. You know, I didn't like how uh Gordon they made Gordon look dumb as fuck. Like Gordon commissioner or not commissioner, Jim Gordon was about as useful in this movie as an eyeball on your asshole, man. I don't think the that's only the thing case. that how the only thing that he did of significance was continue to get the Batman out of jams when the police were coming at him. That's it. Oh, I you th- gotta leave now. I oh, think, punch me in the face. Oh, I'll- fuck me in the ass and then leave. Like what? Did, that's all he did, man.
3: I think a lot of the things that. I mean, and I've heard similar complaints to the ones you're giving, even at the same time. We're 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 breaking it down because this is what we do right now, right? But overall, you thought it was a good movie
2: and you enjoyed yourself, correct? It was okay. Like okay. it wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't terrible. It was alright. Like I'll go back and watch it again. I, matter of fact, I think I do need I think, to go back and watch it again. I think maybe the I'll like is, it a little bit better the second time. But. I think
3: they're picking a different point in in. Bruce Wayne slash Batman's life than people are used to. So like, this is when he just is becoming Batman, right? Like he didn't even have the Batmobile finished yet. I mean, I I mean, doesn't he turn into the billionaire guy, Bruce Wayne, or is he always supposed to be like that? I, I don't, I don't think so.
2: Well, he's always been a billionaire because like of his the, family's
3: money. Uh, okay, I not, mean, the, not the not the not
2: how not the Howard Hughes the public or public figure uh, philanthropist. The Jeff Bezos or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. The the yeah, the Tony Stark of this universe. I get what you're saying. You know, Tony, that I I was thinking about this, man. I might just have bat fatigue. I mean, if you think about it, this is, what, the eighth Batman in 32 years? That's a one Batman every four-year average. And this is the sixth man to don the cloak and the scowl and whatnot. It might just be Bat fatigue for me. I don't know. I I thought it was very good. holy recycled storyline,
3: Batman. Well, I don't know. I've never really seen the Riddler played in this fashion. Paul Dano should be up for an Oscar nomination. I thought he did a phenomenal job.
2: Shout out, man, to uh, our friend of the show and our brother, Patrick O'Dowell. His little brother did a phenomenal job playing the Riddler. And, uh, another thing, you know, it's funny because I spoke last week. I was scared they were going to do like some snowflakey shit in this movie. They actually went the opposite direction. It was all about the incels. I don't know why I didn't see that one coming. Similar to the the to uh, the Joker that came out a few years Todd Phillips' Joker that came out a few years ago. It was all about the incels. That was funny. And it had, I mean, it had a decent message. I like where they were going with it. And at the end, spoilers, obviously, Batman understands that he, this was kind of his fault. The whole rise of the Riddler and all these motherfuckers with, you know, 20 Twitter followers and the incels. This was his fault and this was their plan, which was pretty convoluted, but whatever.
3: Well, and, you know, this is the dark Batman and who realizes he can be more, his, his change in society is not vengeance. It's, it's hope and help.
2: Touche, touche. That's what I was trying to say, so, but you just said it better.
3: Which means that he could very well be turning into more of that Bruce Wayne you see that's very well cut, trimmed up, philanthropy, shows up to the major things, right, as more of a public figure. I mean I can see that they're kind of playing they're kind of slow playing the character. Why not? You know? I'm looking forward to the next one. Are you not?
2: Well, of course I'm gonna go see it. I didn't you, you know, like yeah. I don't
3: think that's what I asked you.
2: I mean, okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. This one was just, man, like, not the th- worst movie I've ever seen, but not the best. It was, uh, man, it was
3: What right. about What about The Penguin? What about uh, Colin Farrell, who you couldn't even pick out of a fucking lineup? If they put 40 guys out there, you'd be like, I, that that's not Colin Farrell. I even turned to Aesop as we're walking out of the theater, and we stayed all the way to the end with a little stupid question mark and com come up at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I look at him as we turn to go, we came down the stairs and turned to go out the hallway way, you know, and I said, Colin Farrell was supposed to be the penguin in this movie. That, that, that wasn't him. Was that him? He goes, yeah, that was him. I go, F- I tried to make him out of that character, that guy, the entire movie. And I convinced myself that they picked somebody else and I read something wrong on the internet. But... That's really only, a different. That's really a different direction than for the Penguin you've ever freaking seen. I mean, also you know they kind of are redoing the Riddler and the Penguin here.
2: Yeah, well, I mean Penguin in the comics he's typically like, like the mob boss type character. But I mean I, I agree so with I you. Guess though. I guess I'm used
3: to the Danny DeVito kind of cartoon.
2: Yeah, thing. yeah. Or the um, the, well I'm not gonna take it back to the '60s, but the only reason I knew that that was Colin Farrow as Penguin is because I knew that was Colin Farrow as Penguin. Oh yeah, you. So so I convinced myself that I saw Colin Farrell in that character. You know what I mean? It wasn't easy, though, was it? You had
3: to convince yourself. Ooh,
2: yeah, I had to convince myself. And after a while of convincing the mind is a powerful tool, I I, I ended up seeing it. Do and you... I wasn't, I, you know, I was looking at Paul Dano when, you know, during the previews and whatnot. And I'm thinking, this guy's the real, I don't know. But he played the part very well. And, I mean, he was. He was that voice of the voices he was that incel guy that got shit on or felt like he got shit on his whole life and now this was his time to exact his revenge so it, it came across pretty well and then there was a few easter eggs in there as well that um i thought were interesting kind of setting setting the tone for the universe right. or you know putting some puzzle pieces pieces on the board so it for seems the, uh, that
3: barry continuing keegan, universe. barry keegan who was outside the cell or the cell wherever next to with uh with with riddler, riddler. Is, the, is the joker
2: yes and do you do you remember at the beginning of the movie i can't remember if the young man was uh I, I couldn't tell if he was black or latino but towards the beginning when batman was fighting the street thugs and the young man only had half his face painted because i guess he hadn't earned his stripes yet
3: yeah
2: looking kind of Robinish to me not saying i'm just saying
3: like that's gonna be robin
2: like that's going to be robin.
3: I don't know. I thought the 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 mayor's kid who he saved could
2: be mm, robin. That could be it as well.
3: Or maybe we haven't seen robin at all. I'd be okay if we never see robin. Um <laughs> not one of my favorite characters.
2: Not a robin guy. Not huh? a robin not guy. Not a robin guy.
3: But Barry Keegan I, I I think that's a good cast. You you remember him from Eternals. Um I think a lot of people were thinking they might go with the red-haired uh, actor from Gotham or um uh, Shameless. I can't remember his name. Yeah, You know name I'm talking about. Name he played too. Joker in exactly Gotham, I mean. but it looks like very key yeah. the part. Which I'm okay with Zoe Kravitz was excellent. Um mm-hmm. they, Catwoman was actually a cat burglar. Um so
2: I mean she was in um in Christopher Nolan's world as well, but that's neither here nor there.
3: What did you think of John Taturo? his performance of as, as, uh, uh, Falcone.
2: I absolutely love John Turturro just in general. And I thought he played that part very well. It, it's weird because for the longest time, it seemed like the only person in Hollywood that recognized the skills was Spike Lee. Cause I mean, he's been in a plethora of Spike, Spike Lee movies, but I thought he played that part really well.
3: He's in rounders.
2: Yes, he is in rounders. Yes. He does
3: a good job in that movie. Kind of being Matt Damon's, you know, uh, Fatherish figure, kind of
2: <laughs> similar to him and Zoe in this movie. I guess technically he was her father, but right. Let me, let me ask you this that towards the end, when Batman and the Riddler finally meet, and you know the scene I'm talking about, and Dano played this to a T because it's ambiguous enough to that you really don't know. But when he when he keeps calling out Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and then at the end he kind of flips it as Batman's looking at the camera and says, that's the only one we didn't get. Do you think he knows, or do you think he's just obsessed with Bruce Wayne and the fact that that was the only part of the plan that didn't come to fruition?
3: Yeah, I think that was the red herring there. You were supposed to think that he knows, but it's way too early in this story for his identity to get let out.
2: But, it, 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 but the way that the guy that Dano played it, he played it so it was maybe, perfect. He so maybe played he, it absolutely perfect. Maybe he does know. So you're
3: thinking that he knows but wanted to tease him to, to thinking that he knew and then, by, and then letting him know that he doesn't know, which is actually a lie. You're thinking it's not just two layers, it's three layers.
2: Yeah, because remember, he thought that they were in cahoots this whole time because he was inspired by the Batman. So he's thinking once they finally meet, You'll see the plan. what the plan was, we'll be on the same accord and we're on the same team. So I don't think he initially knew that it was Bruce. I think he found out it was Bruce when he sent Batman on the, to the orphanage. And at the same time that Batman was at the orphanage, that's when Bruce Wayne was supposed to get the bomb and blow up. But the fact that Bruce Wayne wasn't home to get the bomb and blow up and die, and he knew where he sent Batman, I think that he was able to kind of put two and two together. Together and figure out that yes, Bruce Wayne is Batman.
3: Well, to answer that question, none of us can be one hundred percent sure because we don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Don't act like I haven't put down an interesting theory. Oh no, I,
3: I, I, you could (laughs) listen. I think it's a, it's a pretty much a, a coin. I don't think he knows. I think he's just that crazy, and I think that's we're gonna be kind of on that paranoid level this entire time about it, but. I I don't know. I I could easily be wrong. You could very much be right.
2: But either way, I got to give Paul Dano his props because the way he played that scene was absolutely perfect because we don't know. And it is still very ambiguous. So spot on. I mean, you know, kudos to him. What would you give this
3: movie out of 10?
2: Out of 10, I'd give it a six and a half.
3: Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really good. It could have been two and a half hours instead of two hours and 56 minutes, but it is what it is. I enjoyed Robert pa- I enjoyed all of the casting. I'm kind of out on the – I'm still out on Alfred, but we'll see. Maybe he can win me over in the next one. So.
2: Yeah, weird choice for Alfred, but, I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to do in this movie anyway, so maybe in the next one they'll flesh that character out a little better.
3: Yeah, I would give it like 8.5, 8.75. I thought it was that good. I really, really enjoyed it. So okay. I'm really looking forward to the series, what they're going to keep doing, and how they're going to cast the characters, how they're going to tell these stories. Um, I think we kind of called it beforehand that that horror-thriller-romance kind of thing came together, and then you throw in actually using the detective element, like you said, and a lot of people appreciate that. So all, all wrapped in a film noir bow.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even go that far. I think this was just detective crime thriller. I, like I said earlier, man, this was Seven with uh, like, with uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman playing the Brad Pitt character and Jeffrey Wright playing the Morgan Freeman character.
3: Yeah, it had superhero action in it, but it was, like, just highlighted by that. The main emphasis was the detective and the suspense and, the you know, the thrilling part about it, so... Well done from my end. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it somewhat.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. Like, I'm, I can't shit on the entire movie. I just didn't like it as much as everybody else. That's all. I hear you.
3: I hear you. All right, folks, yeah. you're listening to PC and Platt Chairshot Radio Network. Make sure you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. we got plenty more to talk about here.
2: We'll be right back.
3: Right. It's not even football season, but headlines, headlines, headlines from the world of the NFL. Let's start with maybe one of the dumbest moves uh, in professional sports in a long time. Calvin Ridley, while, while out of football on a mental health leave, decides to go into the world of gambling and signs <laughs> up, actually, with his own name and information on a gambling app and wagers $1,500 on, like, an eight-team parley. <laughs> First of all, you can't or something like that. I don't even know if that's true. But he gave wagered $1,500, and he was due to make $10.6 million next year. Um, he's been suspended and forfeited $10.6 million next year. Chris, what is – why did this happen?
2: This is why you have a guy. I don't know about these new dudes, but back in our day, honey, whether it was an athlete, a rapper, an actor, an entertainer, whatever the case was, they had a guy. You know, the guy, he carried the weed, he carried the guns, whatever you need him to do. He'd also be the guy to place the bets in this scenario. This is why you have a guy. So if shit hits the fan, he takes the fall. You make sure he's good. But the bottom line is, we can't stop this money from coming in, so we gonna make sure you good. But that's why you're here, i.e., why you have a guy. Young fellas, man, if you out there trying to do something and you going on to great th- things, man, once you get there, get you a guy. This is literally why you have a guy. Now that bit out the way, I wanna, uh, I'm gonna shame shame the NFL here for a little bit because I'm saying, man, you, you're you're in bed, your partners with DraftKings. You let somebody move a team to Vegas, you know. You 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 give us the lines and in the injury report every day. Hell, even the announcers themselves they allude to gambling during the broadcast. I mean, come on, man, you can't lie down with pigs and not expect to get a little shit on you. That's just is what it is. I, I also t- find the timing of this uh, story auspicious, considering you know everything that we're actually going to talk about with the quarterbacks coming up, but that's neither here nor there. That's just me and my tinfoil cap, apparently. Um, as far as Ridley, I look at this like speeding Tony. Everybody does it. Everybody knows that everybody does it. Just don't be the asshole doing 90 in a 45. Cause now you leave us no choice. Because if you think he's the only fellow farmer that's out here gambling on these games that's associated with the league, I got another thing coming for you. But he was the asshole that got caught doing 90 in the 45. I mean, you said it yourself, yourself, man. His name on the gambling site was, I, I believe when I read it was Calvin Ridley 13 or whatever the fuck. Like, come on, man. They're not mad at him for gambling as much as they're mad at him for getting caught. So now they're gonna use that as the 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 deterrent. Like they're that year long suspension. He's wrong as two left shoes, don't get me wrong. But that's because he was dumb enough to get himself caught. That's what's happening here.
3: Yeah, I You can't you can't blame the NFL for their reaction. Um you, you I, I can understand your point of them being in bed with this and it's another avenue of, of it's another revenue stream for them. But you can't have your players betting
2: on the games
3: you or at least you can't have it known for sure
2: <laughs> you can't have it known and you, you also can't have your owners out here giving his coach a hundred thousand grand dollars uh, loss i agree it's, it's the, problem show, is, is, the problem is
3: the problem is it? that ridley gets is a guy getting ridley is a guy who works for the nfl and one of the owners is 132nd of the people who own the nfl that's the problem so one's going to get punished, and one is likely not going to get punished.
2: And he deserves to get punished because he did some dumb shit. I'm not even talking about the gambling. I'm talking about Calvin Ridley 13. Jack. Come on, man. Get you a guy, sir. Get you a guy. And granted, I mean, t- and also to be fair, man, I'm I'm going to bet 1500 and I'm going to make 10.5 M's with an M. Eh? eh? Get you a guy. Get you a guy. You want some action that bad? Get you a guy. Let's move on.
3: Let's talk about some action. Aaron Rodgers, seemingly the first domino uh, to set off this interesting uh, couple of moves that have happened here in the last few hours, actually. Uh, one of them, as we record on, on Wednesday afternoon, PC and Platt here at Chairshot Radio Network. Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos for a bunch of picks and Andrew Locke. And now Carson Wentz is going to Washington. Not really sure what was included in that trade. Not sure if it's finalized yet, but that is the breaking news right now. We can start with Rodgers. Apparently, they came out and said he's going to get four years, $200 million. Well, that may not be the case because Rodgers said, I haven't signed anything yet. I am coming back. None of those things are correct. Dev- Devontae Adams did get franchise-tagged but it would be more likely that he would get some kind of contract that would keep him here for the length of which Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to play and bring that number down from $21 million. It is for the franchise tag for one year. So what are your thoughts? I mean, I've been telling you and everybody that'll listen the entire time that he's not going anywhere. So were you surprised?
2: Not really. So it's a hundred million guaranteed. Is that correct? For who? For a rod.
3: They haven't made the, the contract hasn't been set yet.
2: No, no, no. I I understand that he hasn't signed it yet. But from what I've been hearing and what I've read is that $100 million of that 200 is guaranteed. And I was asking you, is that correct?
3: I heard that that might not even be the number.
2: Okay, okay. Because that's, so, the, the, that's the only number that matters is the I guaranteed number. Because right. You know it'll how be these the most, NFL contracts are it'll written be on the, toilet paper. You it'll know it'll what be I mean? the most guaranteed money in the history
3: of the NFL is my yeah, my yeah. guess. But I wouldn't believe in any numbers you've heard so far.
2: Okay, that's fair, because the numbers I've heard, man, Jesus Christ, how are they going to fill the competitive team around him if he's getting paid that much? Like, he'll keep y'all relevant, but they'll, how are you going to fill the
3: gaps? They'll push it out to, like, say if he signs for four years, he's only playing for three, and that last year he's like $70 million on the cap, and we're going to probably be bad for a year at least afterwards, so then you just take the loss for a year.
2: But, yeah, this was out of all the news that came to today, including Calvin Ridley 13, this was literally the least surprising thing that happened at all.
3: Let's move on. Were you surprised Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos? Because basically after we heard Tuesday uh, that Rodgers was going to stay in Green Bay and that was a definite thing, it wasn't very much longer that Denver went ahead and traded for Seattle. You have to be thinking that if Rodgers would have decided last week that he was staying in Green Bay, that Denver would have traded right away for Russell Wilson. I think Denver was going to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, any way you put it.
2: Yeah, that was definitely a deal that they had on the table, contingent on what AA A. a. Round was going to do. No doubt about it. Uh, Seattle got a Kings Hall. What they got? they got two number ones, two number twos. They got a tight end
3: and a defensive end,
2: and a defensive end. And if you say Drew Lock, oh, so help me God, and a, cor- <laughs> and a, and a quarterback. <laughs> As I said, two number ones, two number twos, a defensive end at a tight end. Like, that's a hell of a haul. But it's weird, Tony, because for inexplicable reasons, I saw quite a few Denver Bronco games this season. And I can tell you, they're not terrible at all. They've got a really good defense. They have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And in all the games that I watched them, they never felt like they were just totally overwhelmed by the other team. Their problem was they couldn't score more than 17 fucking points a game, right? Kudos to them for making this move. It's very ballsy, and this is the type of move that gets general managers fired because it's all or nothing. But it's also a copycat league, and you saw what the Rams did this past season, and and, and it worked out for them. They won the Super Bowl. So why not roll the dice? Now, Tony, this is one thing I've been thinking about for a while because I wanted my beloved Browns to at least kick the tires on Russell Wilson and see if there was anything to be made. I didn't think it was going to happen, but at least try, right? For the last, what, five to seven years of his career, Russell's been running for his life behind that anemic offensive line and be getting his ass beat because of it. Now, we saw what happened to Cam Newton these past couple of seasons. He was beat to holy hell, and Russell Wilson is nowhere near the physical specimen that Cam Newton is. But there comes a point in time where the mileage on that odometer, it adds up, man. And I know he was injured this year and he missed a lot of time, but it's not like he was setting the world on fire when he was playing this past season. And he was throwing the ball to Metcalf and um, Lockett. Is it Lockett or Dockett, the other guy? Lockett. The other receiver. Lockett. Thank you. That's a pretty formidable receiving core right there. And he, I, so I'm not saying he's washed, I'm just saying. Those that mileage on the odometer would give me pause for the cause if I was anybody trying to, to go with Russell. But maybe a breakup is just what he needed, and he'll be rejuvenated, reinvigorated, and re energized. And he'll come out and have you know his career year or something. You don't know, but I'm just saying it's high risk, high reward. Either way, I don't— But shout out to the I was gonna say shout out to Seattle because it feels very Herschel Walker ish to me. You remember when, um. You remember that trade when the yeah, well, Cowboys traded would, to yeah. Vikings and got a got a, a a plethora of picks, PC. Yes, the alliteration. the The fun thing
3: about that trade was it. A lot of the picks that were given and sent were determined on player performance, and then it was man. You got to just go back and listen to the entire spiel about how that worked. You'd be in. You'd be it was the dumbest thing that a general manager had ever done in any freaking sport. If you actually hear the conditions on all these picks that were sent to Dallas.
2: But anyway, um, what what do you think though? Do you think, where do you think this puts Denver in a, a super I still tough think, AFC?
3: I, yeah. I think that's the problem is that it's going to be hard to even be the third best team in that division. Cause the chargers are good. The Raiders aren't bad. And then there's Kansas city. I think they can be a playoff team. You gotta hope that defense is good as you think they are with a better quarterback. Um, I think Russell Wilson will be fine. It's just how quick can he adapt to a a, a new offense with the new coach on a team with the new coach, you know. So there's a lot of change there, but I think Russell Wilson still got it. Russell Wilson's still top five, six quarterbacks in the league easily.
2: Well, yeah, that's true, but I mean, this is a a, a league. It, 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 there's a quarterback deficiency in the league, is what I'm trying to say. So and I'm unfortunately, not you, and unfortunately,
3: but... one would argue that the best division in football, as far as quarterback non-deficiency, would be now the AFC West, where Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and oh yeah, David Carr.
2: <laughs> one of these things is not uh, like the other. I don't know. <laughs> He's Do you want to hear horrible. it? <laughs> One of of these
1: things things is not not like like the others.
3: others. The other one is Derek Carr. (laughs) (laughs) Derek Carr is a fucking top half of the league quarterback, though.
2: Okay, yes, but look at the other half of the league, sir. (laughs) I understand,
3: I understand. All right, let's keep it. Hey, but the good good thing about
2: Derek Carr, though, man, because he and Russell, they're both hardcore Christians, so they can at least do Bible study together on on Monday night. So good for them.
3: It's like don't get stuck in those prayer circles after the game. You're going (laughs) to miss the bus. Yes. (laughs) Carson Wentz now has been traded to the Washington – well, this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud – to the Washington Commanders. Oh, That's just – good for them yeah good, yeah. good for them the, you I, know I, they went from I, they went i I don't disagree with the name change but they go to the commanders and then you take the bullets and you turn them into the freaking uh wizards
2: and uh bro, every time every pick, time like it doesn't matter what team it is they always choose the worst possible name to replace it with right like every single time it's always the worst name i hear the commanders i swear to god i think they're talking about an xfl team
3: i'm telling you that name change and um or the change to that name, not the name change. The name change is good. But the change to that name, mm-hmm. along with uh, Cleveland in the same
2: sense of... The Guardians, Yeah. Yes. Why
3: wasn't it the Spiders? And why wasn't it the Red Tails?
2: The Pelicans, the, the New Orleans Pelicans. They always choose the worst possible well, name. The problem is, is the NBA
3: should have made Utah give up the nickname when New Orleans got of a course. team and said, sorry. You of can course. keep the lineage, but they're the Jazz. You can be the Utah quiet people Friggins. or something.
2: The Utah Brighams, the Utah quiet people, <laughs> the Utah, no alcohol
3: smiths. And <laughs> hey,
2: they, they get it in at Utah, man. Don't be surprised. I mean, don't, don't uh, let them fool you. They get it in.
3: Okay. So Carson went 62%, 62 and a half completion percentage last year, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but couldn't win going down the stretch to keep a team that should have been in the playoffs, make the playoffs and they missed it. Um, uh, I think the loss to Jacksonville, although we all kind of seen that one come in. Uh, uh, can Carson th- Wentz help the, re- the, 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 the commanders be a playoff team, compete in the NFC East? Or do you look back now and go, why didn't they just keep Kirk Cousins
2: I mean, he's better than what they got, and yeah, I'm never going to say anything nice about Kirk Cousins on these airwaves or any other airwaves, so no, but he's better than what they had. No, but, about my, but my
3: point is they haven't had anybody better than Kirk Cousins
2: since Kirk Cousins left. Oh, no, I agree with you. I just, I no, can't. No, I'm I understand. I'm not to say anything I nice about it. Kirk Cousins. I just
3: wanted to make sure I, yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying anything nice.
2: I was just making a point. <laughs> that's how bad it is. Yeah, <laughs> Touche. Ah, uh, this is why I argue uh, go back and forth with our brother Ray, man, because he when he talks about that, David Carr is a top ten quarterback in the league. I was no let me let me let me bring it home. I was looking at those stats that you just read for Carson Wentz: sixty seven percent complete completion percentage, twenty seven touchdowns, 62 oh, percent completion yeah. percentage. I beg your pardon, twenty seven touchdowns versus seven interceptions. Like if you just look at that shit on paper. Yo, Carson Wentz, okay, yeah, it makes sense why they would go out and get Carson Wentz. But you don't play the games on paper, and neither neither David Carr nor Carson Wentz passes the eye test, and you know what it is with Carson. But again, these coaches, they have egos just like the players do, so they're saying, just like Frank Reich said when they got him in there this year in Indianapolis, once I get him here with me in my system, I can turn him around. Good luck with that, Washington. But at the same time, what the fuck else were they supposed to do? Like, You know what I mean? The two biggest chess pieces were already gone. They Neither one of them was coming to Washington. What else are they supposed to do?
3: Sure, I suppose. That's, yeah. I, I, think, I think that team, I think that defense was a little, I think we all overrated that defense for the we good. Did. They kind of, I, I think they're better than they were last year. Maybe it was just kind of a, they were they thought they were that good too but I think that team needs to be better they're going to be, have to be a lot better defensively because they're not better as a team than the Colts are and he couldn't get it done for Indianapolis it's going to be a lot harder in, in Washington although he does have a better receiver he and, and AJ McLaren is, is is better than any receiver on, on the Colts but you know how well can Aaron Gibson keep progressing? You look at Jonathan Taylor who was one of the most valuable players in the league last year.
2: No doubt. And the food's better in Washington and the women are much better in that entire DMV area. So you have fun with that. Opie Taylor. Enjoy yourself, sir. because uh, Yeah, it's not going to work out well for you on the field.
3: All right, folks, we're going to hit one more commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of NBA, a little bit of college basketball, and let you know what's going on over there as we are indeed in the madness of March already. It's PC and Platt, ChairShot Radio Network, on the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head.
0: this is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
2: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
3: All right, folks, before we get into it, make sure you're heading on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the TheChairShot, picking yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Plenty of great designs and sayings to get you noticed whether it's your next party your next wrestling event or just walking out and about get them soft style your epidermis will thank you and they make a great gift as well i guarantee it that's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot we now resume your regular pc and plat programming (laughs) All right, Chris, before we get into a little bit, uh, a touch of the March Madness, if you will, selection show is this Sunday. Um, We're both taking our crash courses for the tournament by watching a lot of the conference tournaments, and they've been really good so far, but we will get to that. Let's go on over and talk a little NBA. Anything pressing on your mind that you'd like to get to, or you just want to kind of go over how things are going with a few players on different teams?
2: I just want to say shout out to Kyrie Irving who dropped a 50 piece Tuesday night on, I believe, 16 of 19 shooting. That's unflipping believable. And it makes James Harden look like e- even more of a dummy because they're getting ready to lift that the vaccine mandate in New York. So Kyrie is going to be able to play all the games. James, come on, man. What you doing? This is why they should have stayed back. I told them just stay back. Everything will work out when everybody gets on the court together and playing well. Now you stuck in Philly, and you and um Embiid can go out for Big Macs and both get fat and out of shape together in the offseason. Good luck with that.
3: <laughs> so we had actually four, <laughs> four kind of um, borderline historic performances offensively. Uh, LeBron drops in 56. Uh, Jason Tatum drops in 54. Kyrie put up, what was it, 50 or 51? 50. And then the other night, Chris Middleton scores 44 in a game in which he had 17 points in the fourth quarter and drew holiday had 16 points in the fourth quarter. It's only happened two other times that two teammates have scored 16 or more points in the fourth quarter in NBA history. That's a
2: fact. Was that the uh, Phoenix game on Sunday? Yes. Sorry. You had to throw that in there. No, you had to throw that in there. Fucking well, (laughs) the
3: last time it happened was, was um, Kyrie and Durant. In 2020. And then the only other time it had happened before was Lamar Odom and Kobe Bryant in 2011.
2: I'm not saying it wasn't impressive, but you, you still a homer, sir. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Listen, it's more historic. It was
2: a more historical happening than a 50 piece going up. 16 of 19 shooting is damn impressive. And that LeBron game on Saturday night, man, that might've been the most fun I had watching a basketball game all season.
3: The only problem It just is, sucks
2: that it, it, it literally took him 50 points to beat well, a depleted warriors. Team. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs>
3: and the problem with that is that's the only way they can win. And he had to take the next game off because it took everything out of him.
2: Yeah. And shout out to Tatum too. That was an impressive game. Uh, a win at Brooklyn. The Celtics are coming on. I still don't believe in them long-term. I think you need a facilitator, and I don't think they have one. But don't break those two Can guys I... up. I'm sick of hearing about that bullshit. Don't break up Tatum and Brown, man. They're way too young. They guys aren't even figure... 25 years old yet, I don't think.
3: Yeah, they just got to figure out better how to play on the offensive end, to co- more complimentary. But
2: I want to ask they you— They need a facilitator. Imagine if they had, like, a Chris Paul over there right now.
3: Well, then they would probably, yeah. you
2: know, be— They'd be, had the best record in the league. Just and, like the Suns.
3: And they probably, right, just like they probably lost to the Bucks in the conference finals <laughs> of the NBA finals, <laughs> just like the
2: Suns. God damn it. Go let ahead. What's your
3: guess. All right. Guess how, how many teams in the East are above five, or are at 500 or better?
2: Seven, right? Or is it six? What? Let me see. We got Miami, Milwaukee, Cleveland. No, no, I, Cleveland. Don't, I don't.
3: I just need you to give me a number. I'm trying to make a point. I said six. Okay. It's eight. How many many teams do you think are at or above 500 in the West?
2: I would say four.
3: It's eight. How How many teams out of each conference used to make the playoffs?
2: Eight. Yeah.
3: I don't need the, you know, the Lakers this year, LeBron, you're 28 and 36. You don't need to be in the playoffs this year. You're not a playoff team.
2: Come on, man. The playing game is fun. Oh, it's man. so stupid. It's fun. You tell me You didn't that have to... fun watching those games last year. All right. Well, when your Cavs
3: drop down to the seventh seed and lose to a team that's, you know, like the Hawks or the Hornets that barely make it in because they're four or five games under five hundred. You tell me how that feels when you don't even get a first round playoff series.
2: Okay, well I will tell you to kiss my ass, and then once you, I take my balls out of your mouth, you can respond to me in kind, okay? <laughs> Let me know what you think about it They're going to be a 6 seed, motherfucker Maybe a 7 well, Just saying I, I mean, no, they're, they're not ready this year, man The irony is I don't think that uh, Sexton and Garland can play together But Sexton is exactly what they're missing right now Which well, is another now, guy in the backcourt That can score and create for other people
3: And Jared Allen's out indefinitely now With a, with a fractured finger on his non-shooting hand
2: Oh, well that doesn't help at all. But that's been the problem coming down the stretch here with them. They don't have another guard that can create except for Garland. And Jared, I, I don't know how uh how bad that injury is, but he'll be fine.
3: Didn't John Morant have fifty as well?
2: I think he did. I think that was last week, but I think he did during the week. Sure. Like everything we had everything we're talking about happened, you know, Since from Saturday season. through Tuesday. Gotcha. But yes, he dropped a fifty piece as Are well they... on somebody.
3: You know they've moved into the two spot in the West, half a game ahead of the Warriors right now. Who are both eight games respectively behind the Suns, who look to be easily the number one seed. They're playing the 65 games into the season. They're playing at an 800 rate of bas- win percentage wise of basketball.
2: So they're a problem. Like they're they're a problem. Especially we don't know what's happening in Golden State. I know. I think Draymond said he's supposed to be back Thursday. I guess y'all are listening to this Wednesday. I think Draymond's supposed to come back tomorrow, but we don't know what that's going to look like. And you see Draymond is clearly the straw that stirs that drink. So without him, they have no chance. And now I start to wonder about their depth issues as well. So if they stay at that three seed, Denver's the sixth right now, right? Yes. Jamal Murray's coming back. And who the hell is going to guard Joker in the first round? If that's the matchup.
3: That is a tough matchup for the Warriors. That's that's Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's I'm not kick,
2: saying, I'm just saying.
3: Let's kick it over to the East, which is kind of the cream is starting to rise to the top here. The Heat are three games ahead of the 76ers and Bucks who have moved into uh basically a a flip-flop of percentages for second and third. The Bulls are now a game and a half behind the Bucks who have had the division lead all year. The Celtics are coming on, Cavs are going the opposite direction. Who's the real contenders here, Chris? The Nets are the eighth seed. The Nets are going to have a tough road to hole.
2: Yeah, but they're so talented. I don't think it matters. I um, am. You you still got to put them as contenders, Tony. I would say Brooklyn. Obviously, the champs, Milwaukee, Miami. Literally, I didn't expect them to have this good of a regular season because I thought it was a team that was built for the playoffs. So that's going to be a tough out. And I guess you got to throw Philly in there, I guess, you know, from a um, from a aesthetic and, and, and entertainment standpoint. I don't really want to see them go far because I, I got to sit up here and watch Embiid and Harden sh- shoot 86 free throws a game. That doesn't sound very entertaining to me. They
3: signed DeAndre Jordan, I believe, to back up Embiid because they had a 6'5 guy backing up at center. Um until then, so hopefully DeAndre Jordan just hands the ball off after a rebound. He doesn't have to pass it to anybody.
2: Hopefully DeAndre Jordan doesn't have to see any playing time. With all due respects to DeAndre, he's very popular around the league, but he stopped playing basketball like three years ago.
3: Speaking of more basketball. Let's uh, stop talking about the NBA and let's start talking a little March Madness here. I mentioned it before; we're both watching a lot of the conference tournaments. A lot of the mid majors have have cashed in. We, I think, we had uh, six spots declared on Tuesday night, so we're we're above we're above uh, a dozen teams already qualified for the tournament. Lots of great tournament action, lots of great games, lots of lots of interesting um, buzzer beaters. What are you most looking forward to here as we head into Selection Sunday this weekend?
2: I just love the tournament. It's one of my most favorite uh, events all year. And I don't have a dog in the fight because barring a miracle, <coughs> excuse me, the University of Louisville is not going to make the tournament this year. I just I just love the, the tournament itself, man. I love all the uh, Cinderella stories. Sister Jean from, um, what's the name of that school that she's repping Loyola. They they, Yeah, Loyola of Chicago. They qualified for the tournament, so we'll get to see her a little bit more. She's fun. Just yeah, just the spectacle and everything about the tournament. I, I think that it's probably the most entertaining playoff format in all of sports. I, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that.
3: Oh, I hear you there. Um, I think the fun part is it was always 64 teams and then everybody complained about who didn't make it. Like you were sixty fifth already, and now we went to sixty eight now they're complaining they don't mind the bubble teams. you're six you weren't even the top sixty eight teams, you know, you just get over it, move on.
2: Oh, they'll always find something you know that
3: so there's this college, I think it's Bellerin, it's called or whatever. They're in the Northeast Conference, and they just moved from Division two to Division one, but apparently when you do that for five years, you can't play in the NCAA tournament. So they won their conference uh, tournament title, and then they can't go. So the team that they lost to, the team they beat in the conference tournament final, they don't get to go, but the team that took first in the regular season gets to go, even though they lost to the team that lost to that team in the final. Does that all make sense?
2: Not at all. It made my head hurt. and it, But it doubles back to when we started this conversation with the NFL talking, how stupid the rules are. I mean, I get rules of rules, but just like the NFL is stupid, this is stupid, too. Y'all just sound dumb. Let that team win. They won the tournament. Let that team play, man. Who gives a shit? You act like they're about to bring in, like, a bazillion dollars in revenue to this school, and it's going to totally change the landscape of college basketball as we know it. Fuck out of there. Let them young men play. Can you imagine that? You you off in your job, you you off in your little cubicle, eating your little cheese sandwich, you know, 15, 20 years from now. You talking to somebody, oh, yeah, you know, I played college basketball. Oh, cool, bro. Did you ever make the NCAA tournament? Well, we won the conference tournament, but we just switched from D2 to D1, and they wouldn't let us play. That's a shitty story to tell somebody. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Come doesn't on, that, man. Let, let them play. Doesn't the, that, uh, Bad doesn't that seem more like of an accomplishment
3: today. than not to? I mean, we just got here, and yeah, we're here.
2: I guess it's – nah, that's a shitty story, man. That's anticlimactic. You want to hear about him playing in the tournament.
3: That's what I mean. Like, isn't it even a harder thing in which they're accomplishing, as in it's like in their first few years of being in Division One.
2: What's the name of that conference again?
3: The Northeast Conference. Exactly. What are you saying? If we got in shape, we could get get over there. We got, I got eligibility left. How about you? You want to go to Bellerin? To play the North Bro, East Conference. We
2: can, yes. Let Let's get fifteen chair shot personalities together. Oh no, It take didn't, six I months just, all to get in shape. And, and yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cook might be a beast on the boards, man. Oh boy. I know Ray can box the motherfucker out. True, true. I don't think Ray's <laughs> tall enough for Division <laughs> One, though. <laughs> You said that, not be.
3: I don't know how tall he is, even actually, to be honest with you, but I don't think he's as tall as we I are. I think
2: he's, uh, no, I think he's six foot. He's about six foot.
3: Oh, oh then he's, he's tall. Yeah. Here's, yeah. The, here's the Northeast Conference.
2: Did you literally just pull up the Northeast Conference?
3: No, that, I told you that right away that that's what it was.
2: Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were about to uh, uh, show me some of the uh, luminaries and powerhouses that were associated with the Northeast Conference.
3: We could do that if you really need me to.
2: No, 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 no. Nobody needs you to do that.
3: I mean, it's right here.
2: No, nobody cares. I already have it. Nobody cares. That's great for you. You can read it on your own time. Nobody cares. I'm going to read it now. Read it in your head. You don't have to do it out loud. Yes. Oh,
3: this is the wrong conference.
2: There you go. See, that's see what too, I mean?
3: That's too bad. Oh, this is the conference where the two teams got in a fight. Or no, the, 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 there was a fight in the stands between Bryant and Wagner.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Whenever Bryant and Wagner get together, man, batting down the fucking hatches, <laughs> Jackie. <yeah. laughs> and that that isn't even the name
3: of the two of the players. That's the colleges. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's going to be a barn burner slobber knocker, baby. Oh, boy.
3: Hey, speaking of barn burner and (laughs) slobber knocker, let's throw it in here because I'm sure we'll we'll, won't give it the proper attention on uh, DWI this week. But Dolph Ziggler won the NXT championship last night.
2: Yeah, he's like Benjamin Button. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? He started out, I think the first time he won was the world championship. Then he went down to Intercontinental U.S. Now he's back in developmental winning their championship. So shout out to, uh, yeah, Benjamin Button.
3: All right, cool. I guess you don't want to talk about it then. <laughs>
2: No, it's, I mean, it's cool, man, and I, I like Dolph, man. I, I think some guys, some people have him a little bit higher than I am, but I think he's living his best life. He's making good money. He's there when they need him, and he can go do his comedy thing, and they understand. So, yeah, shout out to Dolph. He's got a good life, man, making good money. I mean,
3: I, I was going to compliment him on being picked to be the guy to, you know, get Braun Breaker over at WrestleMania, get the NXT brand over into WrestleMania, because I firmly believe that one of the days of WrestleMania – is going to be Dolph Ziggler defending that title against Braun Breaker, and that was the way to get him on WrestleMania, Braun Breaker, and to represent NXT on WrestleMania. Because I think, I don't know, wouldn't you agree that that seems like where we're going?
2: Yeah, but Dolph's been that guy for like eight years now, Tony. That's literally his position in the company. No, is but being I mean, that guy.
3: They they didn't run an NXT show last year around WrestleMania.
2: I'm not talking about NXT per se. I'm talking about the guy that gets the champ over or makes the I, champ look know, good. He's a credible know, but opponent I'm just, for the champ.
3: I get that, but I'm
2: just saying I like the
3: way they're doing it, and I think that's what they're doing it for is so they could get Braun Breaker on a WrestleMania match and represent NXT at the same time.
2: Well, it'd be cool if they did that.
3: Because they didn't run an NXT show around WrestleMania last year.
2: Yeah, and they're not doing it this year, I don't think. I, I don't think they have or time for a takeover. They?
3: Wasn't it Stand and Deliver, or was that two years ago?
2: I think that might have been two years ago, because when are they going to run an NXT? Or they might have done it the Tuesday of Mania week. That might have been it. But, I mean, when are they going to run it? Like, Friday is booked up between SmackDown and the Hall of Fame, and then we go right into Mania they did. on Saturday.
3: They did, it. they did it Tuesday, Wednesday or something last year. They did it on the 7th and 8th, yeah. Yeah.
2: which
3: would have been...
2: The seventh and eighth. They you did it that.
3: Wednesday and Thursday last year. So you had then you oh, had okay. WrestleMania, SmackDown.
2: Yeah, which was weird. But and then whatever.
3: You had WrestleMania, 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 WrestleMania again. And then you had Re- the Raw after WrestleMania, and then you had WrestleMania Backlash. So WrestleMania was like eight weeks last year,
2: <laughs> and it's probably going to be ten this year. You know how they do it.
3: <laughs> they ain't never going backwards on that kind of stuff. So uh-huh. <laughs> All right folks, like I said, make sure you're turning into tuning in, turning, turning on and tuning in to DWI podcast, bandwagon nerds, and everything else, Chair Shot Radio Network. Chris, let everybody know where they can find you.
2: Uh y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. You're gonna hear my voice all over the Chair Shot. But more importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot. The best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is by supporting the movement and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We are entering our Super Bowl, our playoff of professional wrestling, if you will. You're going to be going to shows. You're going to be seeing some hoes. And whether you're going to shows or seeing some hoes, you already know's. Holla at your bros at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash D Chair Shot. Pick up an official chair shot t shirt. It'll have you out here styling and profiling. Keep it soft style. He or she is going to feel it. She's going to say, or she's, he or she's going to say, Oh, your shirt, it feels so nice and soft. Put on a little smell good on it, too. Have them like nibble up against your neck a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. You're going to get yourself over like Red Rover with a four leaf clover by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash D Chair Shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt boom well you can find me at pc
3: tunny on twitter and facebook uh, thanks again for listening to pc and plat right here on chair shot radio network and like chris said pro teas.com forward slash the chair and the chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head we'll see you next time